Hello, it's time for another 10-minute sip, a STEM information pod, SIP, and I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and tonight I want to talk about virtual job fairs. I know I said tonight, for some of you, might be morning or afternoon. Nonetheless, my topic, virtual job fairs, first of all, one of our great partners, ProDevNet has set up an awesome platform and one of the first virtual job fairs and what we expect to be one of the biggest will be hosted by BDPA. And so you can go to bdpaconnect.org and you can pull up the information about their upcoming virtual job fair as I talk about and give you some tips related to the virtual career fair. So tonight's episode um, is for those of you who have already pursued a career in STEM. Maybe you're close to getting out of college uh, and or maybe you're you're starting early. Actually, I tell people in your freshman and, and sophomore year, you need to start thinking about the career search, the career market, um, and, and sometimes things like the virtual career fair is a way to kind of kick the tires. So don't discount um, that just because you're a, a sophomore that it's uh, too early. Now, and let me reiterate, you can go to bdpaconnect.net, bdpaconnect.net, and it'll bring up and talks about the virtual career fair that's taking place on March 15th, 16th. Now, for some of you, you know, I like to get to the heart of the matters. Some people might think a virtual career fair or career fair in general is corny. Well, to those people, I say, okay, don't do it. Why? Because that just leaves the door open for all those others who are willing to step in their discomfort, as we say, and give it a try. That's part of pushing through whatever preconceived notions you might have. If you'll notice, career fairs every day of the week, there's typically a career fair someplace. I monitor a lot of them, so I know, I see them. They're not dying out, and they're not going to ever go away. Now, the fact that now that there's the virtual option, I've seen even more. And they're really working to perfect and really um, upgrade the technology around these virtual career fairs. And I really expect the bdpaconnect.net career fair to really be top-notch from a technology perspective. But the bottom line is, is in a market where science, technology, engineering, and math professionals and those with the degrees or experience is hard to find, employers are looking to employ every creative method possible to find the right talent. So they're looking for you and they're using these different resources. And if finding some of these resources is by first using technology and using video conferencing and video chatting to kind of 
screen candidates, then by all means, like I said, the career fair and the virtual career fair are here to stay. And remember that the whole point of those initial conversation and interviews is you're interviewing them too to see if there's a right fit. You have to bear in mind that when it comes to hiring somebody, there's your hard skills, and that's the, the whatever training experience that you might have with, in our world, a particular method or approach. And then there's the soft skills. There's your personality, your demeanor, your attitude, all of those things. Are you a team player? As well as what kind of communicator are you? Are you quick on your feet? A self-starter. Those are your soft skills. And then there's also different industries. Do you have industry knowledge or experience or exposure? So they're looking for people with the total package. And it's hard to find. For some people, also, it can be intimidating. You might have two out of the three. Or even across the board, you might not have in-depth experience, but you've had exposure in the area of all three of those categories. But given the chance and showing that you're hunger, hungry and eager, that might be just the energy that they're looking for. And they're willing to fill in the gaps where you don't have a lot of experience. So all of that said is what I say to my those who are seeking a job think of looking for a job as your job and by that what I mean is you want to take every opportunity you want to put forth the effort and you want to be willing to try something new and that's exactly what virtual job fairs afford you. So if you're letting some type of perception of career fairs be corny, well, I'm already questioning your judgment even before you've gotten the job. So that's why I don't want to encourage anybody that's already apprehensive about job fairs. I want to talk to those who are saying, hey, I'll give it a try. So to you, I've got some steps that are very similar to what you would do for a regular career fair, but with a little extra twist since this is mainly online. So keep in mind, you'll be doing some video chatting. Okay. With an online career fair, what they're going to do is they're going to want you to post your resume in advance. They're going to scan your resumes. And then the day of the actual event. So in the case of the BDPA Connect, the event is on March 15th and 16th. They'll be scheduling interviews on those two days. And you don't have to leave your home. You'll just log in. There may be some software that you have to download. And then you'll be communicating by video chat. Now, here's a couple of things. Treat this just as serious as if you were getting in your car 
getting dressed up in your interview clothes, and interviewing in person. So yes, you have to get fully dressed. Yes, find a good professional spot for wherever you're videotaping. Make sure that it's going to be quiet and no disturbance. So if there's little ones running around, little ones have to go to daycare, just like as if you were going to a live interview. Of course, do your homework. Find out about the jobs that are interested in you. Make sure your house is in order. Remember, when you have that camera on, people can see what's behind you. So, have someone else maybe help you kind of survey the land to make sure there's not an empty pizza box in the background or a beer bottle or an ashtray. Because trust me, I've seen a little bit of everything on some video chats. Make sure your house is in order. Otherwise, find an office somewhere that you can go to and use. There are different resource centers where you can go and check in for a day to do these types of things, as well as some public libraries have private rooms that you can use for 30 minutes or so. Can't emphasize enough, dress for success. And one of the things, again, since this is video, sometimes go the extra mile, okay? Make sure you have your paperwork ready. So have your version, uh, the, the correct version of your resume in front of you. So if they reference your resume, you'll have it right there in front of you. Make sure to check all of your connections. If you've got spotty coverage as far as your internet, then possibly look for alternatives. Make sure that your battery is charged, is plugged into the wall. Just make sure, do a sweep for all of any type of technical difficulties that might come up. Make sure not to get too casual. Again, since it's a video chat, you might feel a little bit more comfortable. You're sitting in your own home. Make sure you present a very professional and like I said, sometimes go overboard. So don't sit on the couch or um, in a lounge chair where it looks like you may be slouching. If you have a dining room table where you can make sure that you're standing up, and one thing that many people recommend when using video is have a mirror so that you can see yourself. Now, that may sound a little silly or pretentious, but it's actually to make sure of your facial expressions. Make sure that you're smiling, that you're giving eye contact. Make sure you know right where your camera lens is so that you're making good contact with that camera lens. Another thing to present a professional demeanor is make sure you have a pen and piece of paper there so that you can take notes. So whether they're asking questions or whether you ask, have some questions written down that you want to ask them, have a couple of bullet points of key messages or things you want to convey to them. Lastly, 
when all is said and done and you've had your interview, do your follow-up, your thank you notes. Okay? You might say that's corny too. But fine. All of this is optional. But at the same time, keep in mind, if that other person who has your same skill set, who's applying for that same job, decides to send that follow-up note and follow all the other tips, then bear in mind when you're comparing and weighing the two, that thank you note might be just enough to tip the scale in their favor. So ultimately, you want to give yourself every opportunity to give the best impression so they have no other choice but to offer you the opportunity. All right? Good luck. And again, visit bdpaconnect.net. And once you get that job, give us a call. Let us know how it went. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso. You can email us at Technology Expresso. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.